Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. It's time now for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grader. Welcome back here. Hour number three, Sports 56 Mornings on this rainy Thursday election day here in the city of Memphis. Rain continues to fall around the area. Again, not a lot of heavy stuff, but just some constant rain throughout the area. And uh, be careful out there on those roadways as you're headed out to the polls today to vote in on election day here in the city of Memphis. It is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour here from the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, that's where family and fun come together at 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Go on by and see them for their big, world's biggest spa sale. Get one of those beautiful spas like I have at home. By the way, I was looking yesterday. I had a gigantic owl in my backyard yesterday. Like late, I was, I've got my, I've got a camera on my deck in the back and I was looking at it and this gigantic owl just landed on my deck yesterday. Mm. I was like bizarre as heck. But anyway, I just thought because I was talking about family leisure, landed right on my hot tub. He was just sitting on top of my hot tub yesterday, this gigantic owl that was in my backyard. But family leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Go check them out for those hot tubs and so much more for things around the home that make it fun for you on a daily basis. Harold Grader from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl joins us here in studio. HG, what's happening? Good morning. Happy Election Day. I saw that picture of that owl. It's crazy. I did, like just out of like just out of nowhere, just an owl landing there. You ever I, seen him in no, the neighborhood before? No. And I've never heard him. I don't I'm mean, saying his, you know, doing his who's must have been in between appearances at Hooters or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was just, I was like, whoa, I, there's a just a giant owl in my sitting on my hot tub right now. That is a bizarre thing to see all of a sudden on your camera. Or it may have been the uh, MUS uh, mascot. Could have been I, the, I don't know. Could have been the MUS. Got I, loose. He did. He did. That was pretty, that was interesting. Just though. a very, very weird thing. But you guys got a lot going on at the Autos of Liberty. Well, you we had a big sure announcement do. earlier in the week. We sure did. And we're excited about it. We announced this year's. Outstanding Achievement Award honoree, which is also uh, the entertainment group or individual who will be performing at the President's Gala and at halftime of the 65th AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And we're proud to say that it is our friend James Alexander and the Barquets, uh, legendary Memphis soul group. Uh, you know the songs, you know the tunes. Uh, they'll be celebrating their 60th, 60th. Wow anniversary next year so this is year 59 for them james is the last uh, original barquet and uh again uh, to be able to focus on them and put the spotlight on them and and they're going to be performing not just their great songs but other memphis themed uh songs or memphis uh, historical songs so the theme is the music that made memphis and we know that that is a long long list of iconic songs and uh, they performed them well, and we're excited about that and looking forward to it. Turn that up a little bit, Zach. So, yeah, so that's your halftime entertainment and the gala, the whole good stuff, all that good stuff going on. So that's yeah. good. good. Good to hear. Good. Yeah. Great to have local, local representation. Absolutely. And as James said at the press conference a couple of days ago, you know, put on your dancing shoes, 
Uh, or, or, or if they're too tight, take them off. And, but come on and, uh, and have fun and get ready to dance. And uh, we know that's going to be the case. And, and again, you know, it, it's special. Uh, obviously, the gala is uh, one of the great parties of the year throughout the city. And we're always excited to have uh, the President's Gala at the Peabody. Which, again, to give you those dates, the gala will be Thursday, December 28th. Uh, at the Peabody, and, and then this year's game is on Friday the 29th. And, <laughs> excuse me. So the party is great, and it goes on and on and on. And, you know, they, they, they'll perform, and uh, Andy Childs will be there, and it, it'll be a throwdown like it always is. But to be able to have those, uh, a group like the Barquets also perform at halftime, uh, they'll be on ESPN, on the national telecast. But to showcase Memphis music, uh, to our out-of-town fans who will be coming in for the game. Uh, you know, it's just another dose of what I refer to as the authentic mm-hmm. Memphis experience, you know, and that's that's the food, uh, the music, uh, and, you know, the attractions like Stax or the National Civil Rights Museum, Graceland, those, those destinations that you can only experience one place. And that's Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, uh, to be able to have uh, the spotlight uh, on the Barkays and Memphis music uh, is exciting for us. And I'm glad to share that uh, with the rest of the country and those that will be attending the game. No, no doubt about that. Speaking of Memphis, your alma mater, the University of Memphis, big win last week. Didn't look good early, but a good rally. And they get the win over Boise State, a very important win. And now the bye week to get ready for Tulane. So, Things going good for the University of Memphis. Well, they, you know, when you're winning, things are going well, and you, but you can't overlook the things that uh, put them in a 17 zip uh, gap there at the beginning of the game. But you know, it still tells you it tells you uh, an important lesson about this team. They are resilient, and that is something I know that Ryan continues to talk about. But my golly. Uh, at some point, you're going to run into a team, could be Tulane, pretty good football team, where you can't afford to dig a hole like 17 nothing. I will say, it feels a lot better to be on the winning side coming back from 17 down than like last year when you blew the 17 nothing lead yeah. and lost the game. Yeah. You know, and there were a couple of instances of that last year. And the one thing, and we had uh, Ryan uh, at the Touchdown Club on Monday night, and he said, you know, the one thing. He said, a year ago, maybe that doesn't happen. He said, this team is, is a different team, different mindset, um, where they they never uh, lost focus on, hey, we can do this. Yeah, we're down. We're struggling here to, at the start of the ball game here, but but we can dig out of this. And that uh, and that's an, an attitude that championship teams, I believe, is a characteristic of of winning slash championship teams, and and we saw that Saturday, and uh, uh, glad to see that for them because as you said, uh, going into a a bye week and off week, uh, you certainly want to have that positive momentum. And again, as we have always said, and it's one of the age old uh, adages uh, in sports, especially football, is you know it's easier uh, to teach and to chew on folks coming off a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, than it is the the other side of that equation. So uh, th- this is a quote unquote off week, 
uh, bye week for them. But, but uh, as Ryan said uh, Monday night, that doesn't mean we're not working. Well, that just means we don't have a game on Saturday. Uh, so I think they they got together Sunday. The, obviously, the coaches have been in. The coaches are out recruiting this week. And I want to say yesterday may have been the last day of practice for the team, either yesterday or today. Then they're going to you know, give, them, give them the days off. Uh, heading into the weekend, but certainly for the coaches, it is not a quote unquote off week. Well, this is, I mean, the two lane, this, this is the game of the year. Like, yeah. Because no if doubt. you win this game next Friday, yeah, you have an, you, you have put yourself in a great spot to earn a spot in the conference championship game. If you give yourself the tiebreaker against Tulane, you've still got SMU to come, but they're at home as well. You're not playing Texas San Antonio. I, I mean, you are in a great position to put yourself in a spot in the championship game, which is what you want. Yeah, you know, and, and as we talked the other night, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where the more you win, the bigger the bigger the games get. Now we knew going into the year, Tulane, that one was yes, circled. Yeah. That was circled in red, starred everything else on the calendar. Mega mega game. But now that they're sitting there at four and one, and as you said, the most important thing, yeah, you want to keep winning, but it's a, but it's a conference game that makes it even more important. So uh, this is one they've had circled, they've been focused on it. Uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, I think Tulane's also off this week. Yes, I believe so. Uh, so unfortunately, not an advantage for the <laughs> yeah. Tigers there. But um, you can heal up. You can focus on the areas that uh, you, you need to shore up going into this game because it is uh, the biggest game of the year. Not to go back to an old coach's line because it's the next one. No, no. It is it's just by what is. It is the biggest game of the year. Yeah, there's no, no doubt. doubt. As I said, yeah. I mean Tulane is. Everybody believed coming into the year Tulane was the team to beat in the conference. There's been nothing to say anything different about that to this point. So you have that team in your building. Yes, it, there's no doubt. Uh, meanwhile, SEC last week, uh, I was down in Oxford, watched a crazy, crazy game between Ole Miss and LSU as Ole Miss pulls that out 55-49. We talked about Lane Kiffin yeah. kind of needing that signature yep. win and certainly gets it last week. Now, you want to follow that up. You don't want to let down this week against Arkansas, but big one for Lane last week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not, not that folks were – and we talked about this last week, Eli. Not that folks were saying, oh, we need to fire Lane, nothing like that. But there there was still some uneasiness about, okay, we're paying this guy a lot of money and we just can't get over the hump. Well, the hump has now been secured and they're over that. And But the sign of a quality program is, okay – like, like Florida, to use that analogy or that comparison, uh, you got to sustain it. You can't just say, okay, we were able to get up, play our A game plus in this game, you know, mission accomplished kind yeah. of thing, right? Uh, but for Lane in that program, one, it was just crazy to begin with. Uh, it's, just the, the ebb and flow of the, the game. It was, and it was, it, 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 it it's was unbelievable to think that LSU's and, defense can be that bad. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so that, that's, that's a note to take about, about them, but for Ole Miss to, to do what they did, huge kudos to them. And now they, they come home or they stay at home this week with Arkansas, a game that is obviously very winnable for Ole Miss. And you hope that the win with LSU is the one, 
uh, to use the analogy, the chain caught the sprocket. And now the bicycle, you're rolling, and they just keep it going. And so the, the opportunity is there. The positive vibes around that team are there now. And, uh, you know, if, if they go on to, to really roll off a, a string of W's here, I think when you, when you look back, that might be the one you look at and say, they're, they're, that one right there. That one right there was the season-changing game for us. And, and I, I, I think it came to me. It's literally one play, and it's yeah. Uh, it's, it was the missed tackle by the LSU corner on a third, and I think it was eleven or twelve, up by nine in the fourth quarter. If he makes the tackle, Ole Miss was going to have to punt. Said he blows the tackle, like there were so many of those by LSU defenders. They get thirty yards. They go down and score. They get the ball right back, score again, and they end up winning the game. I like that play. The the difference in that yeah. one play of what it could mean for Ole Miss's season is crazy. Yeah, absolutely, and often that's what it is. It's yeah. one play. It's one play. Yeah. Um, so you look at Ole Miss sitting there four and one, one and one in the in the conference. Uh, Arkansas this week, week off after Arkansas at Auburn, then they're home to Vandy and A and M. That's that what, might be the game. That A and M game could be. Yeah. We'll that, see what happens with A and M Alabama. That will be interesting. That too. could be the one. Yep. Uh, so A and M is that's November fourth, and they close out the season at Georgia, home to Monroe, then at Mississippi State. So you look at that schedule; they're at four now. You think after this week, likely five. Uh, Auburn, that will be interesting yes. with everything that comes with that. Uh, you can count up some more W's uh, looking looking down the road here for Ole Miss, and so uh, good for them, and kudos to them. Uh, for being in that position. The SEC this week, I kind of look at it as kind of a, a proving ground week, kind of. for some. Missouri, 5-0, and certainly looked good. Brady Cook's throwing the ball over there. Yeah. Luther Burden is showing that he is everything that people thought he was going to be coming in. Last year, they get LSU, obviously a team that's struggling defensively, but offensively there are no struggles. Jaden Daniels and those receivers are doing their thing. You know, so Missouri at home, what what happens there? Kentucky gets Georgia. Certainly has not looked like an invincible Georgia team by any means, and Kentucky gets the blowout of Florida. Can Texas A&M, is, is Texas A&M, is this defense really that good, what they've shown the last couple of weeks? And can they get Alabama at home? Like, There's some opportunities yeah. here this week for some teams in the SEC to, to really prove themselves of what have recent games – truly been an indicator of what they are. Yeah, and one of the things we, we've talked about in the last couple of weeks as we now are nearing uh, the midseason point is you know, what are teams? What What mm-hmm. is the identity of that team? And with the transfer portal and everything that is now going into the making of these rosters, I think a lot of us, I think ourselves included, had having a tough time you know, really getting a handle on these teams. And I thought traditionally for me, assessing a team after week four was okay. We we know what this team is. Didn't didn't turn out that way. Does so now we're we're through week five. I think we know these teams a little bit better. Uh, but this week, as you said, Eli, uh, a key a key week of games for those teams you mentioned. You know, is Mizzou? Are they for real? They're at home. Uh, not the toughest place to play though. No, um, it is not an SEC 
normal SEC no, it's atmosphere. No, it's not. For L, so can can Drink and his guys continue doing what they're doing? LSU, you know, this is one they're sitting there. You know, the big prize is not there for them anymore. No, no, they've lost two. They're out of any thought of playing for the national championship. So. You you reel that in. So what's on the table for them? Okay, they can still win the division. Maybe they can play for the championship, the SEC championship, or or are they just in? Okay, now we just got to make the best of it as we can. And this is for them. A I would say a bigger game for them than Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mizzou yep. wants to stay undefeated and put a feather in their cap and a notch yep. in their belt. Hey, we beat LSU. But for LSU and that program and where we thought they were and what we thought they were going to be, my goodness, if they, if they were to lose to Mizzou and they're 3-3, three and three, yeah, oh no, they then are more pedestrian than we ever expected oh, and, them and, to be. And the defense uh, will be getting – because, again, if they're 3-3 three and three with that offense, yeah. what, I mean, again, because Daniels and the neighbors and uh, Thomas, like, they're doing their thing. Like it, it's just inexcusable for LSU to, to me, to ever be this bad defensively. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then you go to College Station, uh, one of the games of the week, two of the biggest brands in uh, college football, Alabama at A&M, uh, both sitting there at 4-1, and one, uh, both undefeated in, in the conference. Um, this is one that it's a separator game for sure. Um Alabama seems – I'm not going to say all the problems are solved because they're not. No. Uh, they seem to be better than they were a week or so ago, um, but still. Because Mississippi State, I mean, again, the yeah. the interception for the touchdown, then you had the interception right before yeah, yeah, half. Yeah, like it just – that whole thing got away from Mississippi State in a hurry. But for Alabama to have the success – their people expect them to have the defense has to play like that. The, the mm-hmm. defense has to contribute to the scoreboard, and they did that last week. Now here we go the the whole uh, Saban Jimbo thing. Now you put uh, Petrino in the mix. Um, you know, if I I I read this uh, this earlier this week, you know, previewing this game, uh, I think Saban has coached against Petrino a handful of times, and I think he's undefeated against Petrino, but. This is not Petrino's football team. This is no. still Jimbo's team. It may be Petrino's offense to some extent, <laughs> um, but but there is a tag team but, there of, of Jimbo and and, and Bobby. Um, so we'll see. But I, I do think Alabama uh, is better. Uh, still some issues, and this is one obviously they need to have. Uh, and if and if they're and if they're going to achieve what their people expect, what they expect of themselves. You got to win this one. Uh, the the losing is over because, as we have said time and time again, no two loss team has ever made yeah. the playoff. So th- there is no margin of error. It, the margin of error is zero because they've already have one loss. Can't yeah. you can't lose another one and then uh, compete for the the big prizes that they want to compete for. So uh, and it, the same is said for for a And M. So it's there. I call it a separator game, and you know. For AM, uh, with as disappointing as they have been over the last year or two, and all those conversations about the money that they pay Jimbo and his buyout and all of that stuff, I go back to conversations I was having with folks uh, in recruiting in 21 and 22 that 
you know, they thought they would be good in 21 and 22, but the A&M people, and again, I know the portal probably affected all of this, uh, but looking back at 21 and 22, and they were projecting down the road, the year they were focused on was 23. They really thought this was going to be the year. And then obviously these last two years, not that the wheels fell off, but there were obviously, there was, there was trouble in college station. And uh, that's why you had to resort to bringing uh, Petrino in there to help with the offense. So uh, not surprised that A&M uh, is performing better this year, because again, I go back to the, to those comments uh, and those expectations that this was the year they were, they were looking to have great success. And again, for A&M, this is one of those red letter games where, okay, if we're going to do this, we got to beat Alabama. We've got them on our field. Let's go. And the thing, the funny thing is that all the attention was on Bobby Petrino coming in, obviously, but it's been the defense, yeah. which again, a lot of that recruiting class, including Walter Nolan, who spent the one year here at St. Benedict, who has become a dominant defensive lineman like he was expected to do when he was the number one guy in that class. But the defense, the last two weeks, each week, 15 tackles for loss and seven sacks. If they do that again, if they get seven sacks against Miller, yeah. if they get 15 tackles for loss, they're absolutely beating Alabama. Yeah, they're the number one rated defense in the SEC. And obviously we know uh, Alabama has had O-line problems. Mm-hmm. It looks like they may have cured some, if not all of those issues on the O-line uh, based on the performance last week. But, but A&M is really, really good. And AM uh, Alabama is is gonna be is gonna be tested, no doubt about that. Uh you go to the other side of the ball, obviously for AM, uh Max Johnson has stepped in there, uh played really well last week. Uh if you didn't know better, you would have thought this kid is, yeah. has been the starter since since day one this year. Uh and, and I think that, that tells you something about the young man talks about again, we, we know uh Petrino, as long as we've known Bobby and know his his acumen he is known as the quarterback guy he what everywhere he's been he's been able to you know to coach up the quarterbacks and he's doing a heck of a job in college station uh with the two guys he has down there and then with max johnson obviously max has the pedigree yeah, to everybody that, if you don't nice. know his dad yeah. was is a uh, brad johnson so he grew up around it knows knows the drill um but just because you've grown up in it doesn't mean you can necessarily do it. Uh, obviously, the Mannings are the epitome of that. Yeah. But you look at a kid like uh, Bo Nix, struggled at Auburn, goes to Oregon, different deal. Uh, this young man, uh, Max, steps in last week in, in place of Wegman, who, who who got hurt, and played really, really well. So um, it looks like A&M is in, is in a, a good situation there. Um, and it, I think it's going to be – Obviously, one of the marquee games. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. Because let's look. Look, they're all big. We can say that about every game. Just about. Oh, it's a big game. It's a big game. This one, I think, is going to be really fun to see uh, the Alabama defense and and, uh, Kevin Steele. uh, Let's don't forget he's running that defense um, going up against that that A and M offense. And you know. 
is is Miss Terry going to have to intercede and remind uh, Coach Saban again this week? You know, if they're not playing well, you know, you got to get on them a little bit because uh, it was. And I got to tell you, uh, Eli, uh, it was funny to hear that story uh, after the game, but it really was the first time this season. And kind of and trying to think, thinking back to last year, where you really saw Saban be the Saban that we know. Uh, and, and, and chew and tail in the middle of the game like that on anybody and everybody. And they they obviously needed that. I think that is something that had been missing with that Alabama team. And again, let's see what things are like on the sideline on, on, on Saturday. Well, the thing that, I mean, again, if Alabama were to lose this game, I mean, Alabama is essentially in the first week of October eliminated from yeah. the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, that's that's hard to fathom. Like, but that's kind of yep. the situation we would be in. Well, we will pick that game and others with our pick six kind when like we the come back in June. Kind of like <laughs> the he eliminated her. Oh, look at you! You Astros oh, fan. I'm just, you I'm, Astros fan. No, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean that. The uh, we've got our pick six coming up. It's an opportunity for somebody out there. First of all, you better do better than the caller did last week. But it's an opportunity to win. Some free barbecue from Central Barbecue. We'll take caller number, let's go caller number two. Caller number two, 360-8255, 360-8255. Caller number two will be our contestant for our pick six for an opportunity to win some free barbecue from Central Barbecue. We'll do that when we come back. Sports 56 mornings in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl inside college football hour right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grader. Welcome back. 931 here in the Family Leisure Studios. It is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Harold Grader here in studio, and it is time for our pick six. Giving somebody out there, a lucky contestant, an opportunity to win some free barbecue from Central Barbecue. However, our contestant this week is going to need to be better than last week's contestant, Dave, who went 0-6. I feel so bad for Dave. That's 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 a tough one. You know, I'm I'm for the callers. Yes, I'm for I, the I people. Know. You're for the people. And um, and for Dave to go, I, 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 you know, I don't make the rules. Obviously, Greg does. Am I going to get into that? You know, Greg. Well, actually, I do because I I overrule. Oh, oh, there, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I almost I almost want to appeal to you, Eli. Poor Dave. Well, no, no, give no, him you, something. You, no, you don't give go. Him oh, something. No, you don't get. Oh, you don't go. Oh, at six and get something. Okay. We got to have some sort of standards around here yeah you're right oh and okay. six you just get made dave fun. if you're listening i'm trying for you bro oh and six I'm you trying. get made fun of like you're with oh and six we might have an own six week and i would expect somebody to make fun of me uh harold went three and three you were the best best how, last week how about that greg and i both went two and four i'm still leading the way for the season though 25 13 and two greg 22 15 and two callers 22 16 and two and you're 20 16 and two our contestant this week, caller number two, who has gotten in, is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, Joe. Doing, doing very well. 
you'll have an opportunity to win $25 in piggy bucks from Central Barbecue if you can tie or beat whoever you go up against. So the first decision you have to make is who do you want to go head-to-head with? Harold, myself, or Greg, even though he's not here, I do have his picks. I'm going to go against Harold. There you go. All right. All right, Joe. Enjoy the barbecue. (laughs) Okay. I like barbecue. (laughs) Me too, brother. All right. Our first game that we'll be picking is the Red River Rivalry. Huge, huge game in the Big 12 this week. Next year, this will be a part of the SEC. Yes, this year, it's still part of the Big 12. Oklahoma and Texas playing in Dallas. Oklahoma is a six and a half point underdog. So, Oklahoma plus six and a half against Texas. Harold, you lead us off. Ooh, wee. This is going to be a good one uh, there at the uh, iconic and historic Cotton Bowl Stadium right there at the fairgrounds in Dallas. Uh, Oklahoma. Number one in the Big 12 in scoring, number one scoring defense, number one in turnover margin. Man, and they're getting they're getting six and a half from those Longhorns. From the Longhorns, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I think Texas is gonna win the game because I, I they're really really good. But Oklahoma, look, I give that I give Venables a lot of credit because last year was a dumpster fire in, in, in Norman, and going into the SEC, I've said. That I thought that I think and I thought that that Texas was more SEC ready than Oklahoma. Oklahoma has made a quantum leap uh, improvement this year. So for this, so I, I'll cut my my comments short there. Texas is going to win the game. It's going to be close, but I'm going to take Oklahoma in the six and a half because I think it'll be close. You mentioned dumpster fire. This game was an absolute dumpster fire for Oklahoma last year, where they lost forty nine to nothing. Certainly, got to have a little revenge on their mind. That doesn't happen very. Usually this game is close. Last year, certainly, it just completely got away from Oklahoma. I, was, I had Texas in the playoff of the preseason. I've seen nothing to change my mind. I think Texas wins the game at six and a half. little leery, but I'm still not completely sold on Oklahoma, so I'm going to take Texas here. Greg takes Texas. Joe, who do you got? Texas minus six and a half or Oklahoma plus six and a half? I like Texas. All right, so Joe takes Texas, so you guys differ on the first game. Our next game, the LSU Tigers are headed to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Missouri Tigers. Missouri's had a lot of battle of Tigers. They've already taken the the Memphis Tigers, now they get the LSU Tigers. LSU, this by the way, I don't know if Greg was wrong on this slide. LSU is minus six in this game. It's LSU minus six at Missouri. I go first here. I watched LSU in person last week. That defense is awful. They can't. They they they're they can't tackle. They they don't guard. Uh, they've got one of the best players in America in Harold Perkins, but I, I don't even know what is going on with that defense. Missouri, Luther Burden, gonna be a problem for LSU. Although Jaden Daniels and Thomas yeah. and Neighbors gonna be a problem for Missouri as well. I do. I can't see LSU losing back-to-back games here because I still think they're pretty darn good. So I'm going to take LSU in this one. Greg is going LSU. Joe, who do you have? I don't think Missouri is really that good. I'm going to LSU. All right. Greg, uh, Harold, do you want to yeah. make a clean sweep? Yeah, Mizzou, you know, other than the Tigers – and K-State, you look at their schedule, who they've beaten, you got to go, mm, oh, okay, no wonder they're undefeated, right? Because the, the only two tough games they've played have been those two, K-State and Memphis. 
LSU is LSU. I got to think they're going to stand up strong and get the win on the road. Give me the Bayou Bengals. All right, so it is a clean sweep with LSU. Next up, Alabama-Texas A&M. Big, big game in the SEC West. Alabama on the road as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. So Alabama minus two-and-a-half at A&M. Greg is going with Alabama. Joe, who are you going with? Uh, I can't go against. I like Alabama. All right. He's taking Alabama. Harold. Yeah, all the money's going to Alabama these days uh, from our house. So give me the crimson tide. (laughs) Well, how about that? So I could make it a clean sweep with Alabama, or I could go against the grain. I've been I've been really impressed with AM. What they've done defensively the last two weeks has been incredible. They've changed yeah. things a little bit. Brandon Marcel talked about earlier. They've started blitzing a lot more since that Miami loss. Um they beat Alabama the last time Alabama came to College Station. I think history repeats itself. I like Texas AM. I like them to win the game. I think Texas I I don't think I don't trust that Alabama offensive line against this AM front. Give me Texas A&M, not only to cover, but to win this game outright. All right. Uh, wow. A proving okay. opportunity for the Kentucky Wildcats. Ooh. Did a number on Florida last week. Can they do a number on Georgia, who has certainly not looked invincible? That is for sure. Yeah. Kentucky getting two touchdowns, 14 points at Georgia. Joe, who are you going with? I don't believe in Kentucky, so I'm going with Georgia. All right, Harold. Boy, this is a tough one. And and to talk about this in the context of this one in Kentucky, Eli, you know, when I remember that when when Kentucky hired Mark Stoops, that Mitch Barnhart, the AD, said, We we are gonna at that point they were not quote unquote, you know, Rich Brooks had been there, had coasted our game, had, had gotten them to some bowl games, and they were building football at Kentucky. And they and he was like, okay, we have Mark Stoops. We're going to continue to build on what Rich Brooks has done. We're going to build this thing. And they've stayed with him through the heart, some hard early years. And you see sustained success. And that's what you got to do. But they've never really been, they haven't been quite there for, the, for a, a championship, for a division. This could be the year. And this is the game for Kentucky. If they win this one. Oh. They're in the driver's seat. They're in the driver's seat. Big, big game. And to do it on the road, you know, that 14 points, oh, my gosh. I still believe in Georgia. I may be getting totally uh, fooled by the 14 and and still thinking that Georgia, because you're right, Georgia is not the dominant, just come in there and we're going to kick butt and take Mm -hmm. names kind of team. I may regret this, but I'm going to take Georgia. I believe Kentucky – I right now, I believe Kentucky is the second-best team in the East. I think they're better than Tennessee. I, I think they're better than Tennessee right now. Now, we'll see what happens down yeah. the road. But I, right now, if you ask me the second-best team in the East, I would say it's Kentucky. And Georgia, yes, they have not looked great. I still keep thinking that Georgia's going to have that game where it finally like, yeah. okay, now we see how I, Georgia is the number one team in the country and how talented they are. Is that going to happen this week? I'm going to say it does. I don't know. I'm just going to say it does. I thought it was going to happen last week against Auburn, and it didn't yeah. at all. Like, I've been mean, not yep. even close to happening against an Auburn team who certainly is not as good as Kentucky. 
But eventually, I feel like it's got to happen. So I'm going to take Georgia as well. Greg is going the other way. He's taking Kentucky and the 14. Another one of those teams from the state of Kentucky who's undefeated on the year but still has some question marks of how good they are. That is the Louisville Cardinals. They welcome in Notre Dame. Notre Dame should have lost last week. They pulled off a miracle to beat Duke on that final drive. Notre Dame goes into Louisville as a seven-point favorite. Notre Dame minus seven at Louisville. Harold, you're first. I am going to go with the Golden Domers here. Get the win on the road. Yeah, I am not sold on Louisville at all. Yeah. I think they're pretty good, but they have not played anybody to give me a real indication that they're good. Notre Dame, again, I don't know how they ended up pulling that out against Duke on the 4th and 16. Um, their defense, though, is really good. I take Notre Dame. Greg takes Notre Dame. Joe, who do you got? Uh, I got to go with Notre Dame. I don't believe in Louisville also. And then our final game is down in Oxford. Saturday night, our Ole Miss coming off the big win over LSU. Arkansas reeling, needing a win in a bad way in this brutal stretch of their schedule with four straight games away from home against good opponents. Arkansas gets 11 and a half at Ole Miss. I go first here. To me, there's got to be a letdown from Ole Miss. Like, yeah. After you that game so. last week, there's just got to be an emotional letdown. These two teams, some weird things can happen. They tend to maybe play some close games here and there. I still look at Arkansas and think, like, gosh, they got K.J. Jefferson. They got Rocket Sanders. Like, there's some, there's some talent on that team. Ole Miss was great running the ball last week, and that was the key. I still can't believe LSU couldn't stop them. Can Arkansas stop them from running? Because if you can stop them from running, it completely changes their offense. I think Arkansas does enough. I think Ole Miss wins the game. But I'm going to take Arkansas in the 11 and a half. Greg's taking Arkansas. Joe, who are you taking? Well, I was over there last weekend, and I'm an Ole Miss fan. But I hate to do this, but I got to pick Arkansas. Oh, Ooh. going against his Rebels. Ooh. Harold, uh, everybody, gonna, everybody took Arkansas? We got three on Arkansas. Everybody has taken Arkansas. Look, I make no bones about it. Everybody knows that listens to this show how we feel about our friend Sam Pittman. The Arkansas Razorbacks are the defending champions of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and we take great pride in that. He's done a heck of a job with where that program was when he got there and what they've done. Kudos to them. But we come to present day, Hogs have lost, what, three straight now? Yes. BYU, LSU, and AM, if I'm not mistaken, is that uh, string of losses? Alabama on the horizon. They have given up 30 or more points in each of those games. Hmm. I hear the letdown argument. I get that. I think that's valid. Um, The 11 and a half is kind of like that 14 with Kentucky, but before. I got to think Ole Miss figures out a way to, to not only win the game, but cover that. I'm going to take the Johnny Rebs. All right. Absolutely. So going against the grain there. It's three of us on Arkansas. Harold takes Ole Miss. All right. Now, your best Ooh. bet. Best one of the week. Harold, who are you going with as your best bet? I am going to go with LSU. Okay. I... Boy, this is. I, I'm going to go. 
I kind of want to go Texas A&M, but I just I can't quite get myself to do that. I'm going to go Notre Dame as my best bet. Uh, I'm not sure who Greg's best bet is. I'll have to look back. I think he might have said it. Joe, who are you going with as your best bet? I'm going to go with Georgia. Georgia is I Joe's think they're best gonna bet. I think they're going to beat them bad, I believe. All right, Joe, best of luck to you, and we'll find out if you win some Central Barbecue. Thanks for getting in. We appreciate you listening. All right, thank you. Thank you, Joe. There you go. So there it is. That is our world-famous pick six. Joe going head-to-head with Harold. Let's see, what game do you guys differ on Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas Ole Miss? Okay. Those are the only two you differ on. Now, you do have two different uh Bonus. Bonus picks as well, but you do differ on those two games, Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas and Ole Miss. This hour of our program brought to you each and every day by Acura Memphis, located on Ridgeway right there at 385 and online at AcuraMemphis.com. You can find them online with all the information you could possibly need on all the different models of Acura, all the pre-owned inventory from the regular pre-owned vehicles to the certified pre-owned Acuras. But nothing beats the in-person experience you get when you go see the great folks at Acura Memphis. They work hard to ensure that your experience is going to be great every single time you go see them. And, of course, the Acura name, that quality of Acura with the automobile, that speaks for itself. So go by and see them at Acura Memphis on Ridgeway, right there at 385 or online at AcuraMemphis.com. Back to wrap up things here on the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour, right after this on Sport 56 and 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Welcome back to Sports 56 Mornings. This hour brought to you by Acura of Memphis. Now, more of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. Here are your hosts, Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Harold Grater. Welcome back here. Brett Norsworthy is in the house. He's filling in for Dave Wolotion on Wolo and Friends coming up next right here on Sports 56. Harold Grader's in the house as well as he is each and every Thursday for the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Inside College Football Hour. And, of course, got the Memphis Touchdown Club and you guys handing out your player of the week. All kinds of stuff happening. All kinds of stuff going on. This past Monday night, as we mentioned earlier, Ryan Silverfield, the head coach of the Tigers, was the guest speaker. Our player of the week was Kavion Benton, defensive end from Southwind. Has not made a commitment yet. Has numerous schools on his prospect list. He, he said that uh, he has not taken his official visit, so he still has that ahead of him. But the Tigers are one of those schools on his list. Uh, this coming Monday night at the Touchdown Club, it'll be Zach Arnett, new head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. So all you bullies, rally around your coach and uh, come out and see if you can get the information on the uh, Memphis Touchdown Club website. It's a $65 guest fee that includes dinner and the program. Uh, Memphis Touchdown Club supports and charitable partner with LaBonner Children's Hospital. Uh, so that's all good. So that's coming up Monday and also at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl this week's TVA Lineman of the Week. New thing that we started this year, trying to put the spotlight on the big guys, whether it's offense or defense. Our honoree this week is Trey Jones, defensive lineman from Arlington High School. So glad to shine the light on, on these young men, and uh, they're doing good things. And, you know, obviously, I mean, a lot of times – uh, it's the it's the kids that aren't doing good things that get up that are in the news. Uh, so at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, glad to continue that tradition of uh, having a high school player of the week with the Touchdown Club, and then this new program we started 
with TVA with the lineman of the week. So Trey Jones from Arlington uh, is the TVA lineman. And then again, as we said, our Memphis uh, Touchdown Club AutoZone Liberty Bowl prep player of the week, Kavion Benton from Southwind. Speaking of high schools, next week you'll be announcing the coaches for the we, All-Star we game. We sure will. All of that is right around the corner. Uh, I think this is year 20 or 21 for our high school All-Star game, so we're excited about that. We'll be holding an event at the Hilton Garden Inn in Germantown, a little lunch and press conference next week to announce the coaches. We're excited about that. Two quality guys that have been a part of our All-Star Game program. And uh, look forward to that game coming up uh, in early December. And uh, hard to believe we're, we're, we're already in October and we're, we're, we're talking about from, for the high school season. What is it? What is it, Eli? You're Mr. High School Football or one of them? What three more weeks of the regular season, or four? It's the, the last week. Of, it's the last week of October. Is the okay. last week of the regular season. So the so last yeah. month of the regular season yeah. for high school football. Then it's the postseason. It it is zipping along and uh, uh, hard to believe. And again, for us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, uh, you know there are some teams that, as you look through the the SEC and the Big Twelve, uh, that can become bowl eligible yep. uh, this week. So we'll be keeping an eye That's- on that and. As far as what we'll be focusing on, you know, the list of potential teams, that'll be coming into focus here uh, a little bit more uh, more of a reality uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to what we've all been projecting and hypothesizing since, gosh, probably April or May. <laughs> yeah. So all of that is ahead for us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We mentioned the Barquets as the entertainment at our uh, President's Gala and at halftime. And again, if you want tickets to the gala, tickets to the game, any of our events, you can give us a call at the world headquarters of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Located in beautiful downtown East Memphis, we have operators sitting and standing by. Uh, very versatile in that area. Yeah, that's, that's, we, that's, we work on that. It's nice that you guys provide chairs for them. We, we do. We, we, we go all out. That's, we we that's, spare that's no really expense. Good. So give us a call, 795-7700. We can take care of it, and we... Uh, Appreciate your business and your support. Genesis Diamonds, located in the Poplar Commons Shopping Center, Poplar and Perkins Extended. They have come in and just flipped the entire jewelry business here in Memphis on its head with what they do, with the selection, the value, the service, everything that they do for you at Genesis Diamonds. It comes with 30 times the selection you'll find at other stores, non-commissioned salespeople who are there to help you, serve you, not try and pressure you into buying something more expensive. They've got their free service for life on any purchase, 120% diamond upgrade guarantee that nobody else even comes close to offering, world-renowned designer rings that other stores aren't even allowed to carry. These are things you'll find at Genesis Diamonds. Go by, check them out. If you're looking for that engagement ring or any fine jewelry or pre-owned Rolex watches, go see the folks at Genesis Diamonds. Poplar Commons Shopping Center, that's Poplar and Perkins Extended. Go by and check them out. Harold, enjoy all of the great football action once again this weekend, and we'll see you again next Thursday. Look forward to it. Coming up next again, Brett Northworthy is in. He's in the house, sitting in for Dave Wolotion this week on Wolo and Friends, so he comes your way next. We'll be back. Actually, we'll not be back tomorrow. I will be gone as well tomorrow. So Jay Morgan Harder will be here with Zach in the morning tomorrow to get you through your Friday. Of course, Brandon Lane, John Varlis will be on the program as usual tomorrow morning. For Harold, for Zach, for Brandon Marcello, Kerry Miller, who also joined us on the program earlier today, I'm Eli Savoy. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Happy Election Day to you all out there. And we'll see you again on Sports 56 Mornings tomorrow morning.